0: There are two worlds, material world and spiritual world. Actually, spiritual world is the real reality. In the spiritual world, everything is spiritual, and we all came from the spiritual world. For us, Krishna created this this world, the world of matter. It's all right. अब uh, just listen. I have too many garlands. Actually, the garlands are weighing heavier than me. <laughs> <coughs> so Krishna created this world for those who wanted to be independent. In naturally, we all are. Dependent upon Krishna. By nature, we all are subservient to Krishna. We all are servants of Krishna. That means we depend upon Krishna and we serve Krishna. That is our constitutional position. But when we want to be independent, then Krishna allows us to come here in this material nature. And in this material nature, we, as we try to enjoy, as we try to lord over, we, get, we become punished. It's actually a training center, this material nature. As we try to enjoy, we get punished. The more we try to enjoy, the severe becomes the punishment. And in this way, we learn not to become independent, but be dependent upon Krishna. And Krishna makes all kinds of arrangements to remind us about that. Krishna sends his devotees and Krishna sometimes comes himself to remind us about the importance of surrendering unto him. It's like just a way an animal, an animal is trained The animal, uh, when it does something wrong, the animal is punished. When the animal does something right, then the animal is rewarded. So, this is how an animal learns what to do and what not to do. Similarly, in the material nature, hmm, we are uh, being trained. Material nature is actually a place uh, to learn what to do and what not to do. What not to do? Try to be independent, try to be the Lord and Master, try to be the controller, try to be the enjoyer. These are the wrong activities. And we are punished because of that perverted mentality. On the other hand, when we try to surrender, then we are rewarded. And this is how we learn what to do and what not to do. So the first consideration here, therefore, is surrender the right path is surrender. And Krishna spoke Bhagavad Gita to remind us about that. And then finally Krishna gives the ultimate instruction. Surrender unto me. And what will be the result of that? When we surrender unto Krishna, Ahang twang sarbu papibhyo mokshuishami masuchaha. I will deliver you from all your sinful reactions. Why sinful reactions? Because as a result of sinful reactions we are punished. As a result of our sinful reactions, we suffer. And what is the ultimate sin? The ultimate sin is not to surrender to Krishna. That is the ultimate sin. So, uh, Krishna is saying that you surrender unto me and then you'll become free from all sinful reactions. That means you won't have any more suffering. You won't suffer anymore if you surrender unto me. And then Krishna is saying, "Ma Suchaha, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it is indicating that what you will get as a result of this surrender is beyond your imagination. It's beyond your imagination. You can't imagine what will be the reward that you'll receive as a result of this surrender. Not only the suffering condition will be removed, but you will, in, you will enter into the realm of enjoyment. You'll be drowned in an ocean of joy. That is the reward for this surrender. For a drop of this joy, people are prepared to give up their lives. Now the surrender will enable us to enjoy in a way that will be drowned, will be submerged in an ocean, in an ocean of joy. Itidriksha lilabhir anand kunde shagho <coughs> shang nimajyantam payantam. In this way, by performing his pastimes, by enabling his devotees to appreciate his pastimes, to perceive his pastimes, to participate in his pastimes, they become drowned in an ocean of ecstasy, ananda kunde. So that is the result of this surrender. There is a world of enjoyment, world of lording over, that's the material nature. And beyond that, there is the spiritual reality. And the qualification hmm, to enter into the spiritual reality is the surrender. The first qualification, that is the uh, Preliminary qualification, preliminary eligibility to enter into that realm. Shadanagoti. So, we will have a seminar for next six sessions. Every day we will have two sessions. From 11 to 1 and then from 4 to 6. We'll have these two sessions every day for the next three days. Today, tomorrow and day after tomorrow. And we will uh, discuss about the process of surrender. Shri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to teach us how to surrender. Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Daya Kori in order to bestow his mercy upon the living entities, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared, Shaparshad Shiodham Shaho Abhotori. He came along with his associates, Shaparshad and Shiodham, his abode. he just didn't come himself but he came with his associates and his abode Shiodham, shahu avatari why did he come
1: uttanto
0: durlabho prem Kori dan in order to be in order to bestow a very very rare gift that is Krishna Prem. Uttanto Durlava, Durlava means rare and Uttanto means extremely. Krishna Prem that is extremely rare, he has come to bestow that to the fallen conditioned soul. Jibe Daya kuri. And what did he come to teach? Doinna, Atmanibedan, Gopteritye Barone, Avasya Rukhive Krishna, Vishaspalon. Doinna, humbleness, how to be humble. Unless and until <clears throat> we become humble, we won't be able to surrender. In the material nature, we all are so arrogant, we are so proud. And when we maintain, when we harbor that attitude, we cannot possibly surrender. When we harbor that attitude, then instead of surrendering, we want That everyone else should surrender unto me. That is the material nature. Ahankar, pride, generated out of false ego. Can everybody hear me properly? Okay, that's all right. In simple word, ahankar actually means pride. Hmm. One English translation of ahankar is pride. But the literal translation of this word is mistaken identity. Mistaken identity. Hmm. What is our actual identity? Jiver Saru Krishna Nitya Das. That is our real identity. We all are servants of Krishna. But coming to this material nature, we get covered with a a subtle material element called false ego that makes us think that we are the Lord and over, we are the Lord and Masters. And that eventually leads to identifying ourselves with this body. It starts with that small little misconception I am the Lord and Master. And then it gives the next layer, next bondage of subtle element intelligence. How am I going to enjoy in this material nature? How am I going to lord over this material nature? The covering of intelligence. And then our consciousness flows towards the material direction, through the mind. In this way, we get the three coverings of three subtle elements. False ego, intelligence and mind. And with that, we develop a subtle body. We develop a subtle body made of mind, intelligence and false ego. And then we get a gross body according to the shape of our subtle body, out of five gross elements. Earth, water, fire, air, ether. That is this body. This body is an extension of our subtle body. According to our desire, according to our activities, we develop this subtle body, and then we get a gross body. That's how we get tied down to this material nature. And through this gross body and subtle body, we simply try to exploit this material nature. We want to lord over this material nature. And the result is suffering. The result of uh, our involvement in this material nature is only suffering. This is a world of suffering. Dukkhalayam. Now if we want to get out of this suffering condition, then we must become free from the bondage of this material nature. And the process is surrender. And out of this surrender, in this process, uh, the first consideration is become humble. Give up your pride, give up your false ego, give up your uh, tendency to lord over. Become surrendered, become a servant instead of becoming a lord and master. That is the attitude that comes out of humbleness. Doinna. Then Atmanivedan. Hmm. Surrender to the Lord. Surrender to the real master. Who is the real master? Hmm. Krishna is the real master. So surrender unto him. And why should you surrender to him? Because he is the Lord and Master, Goprit Bharan. accept him as your only Lord and Master. And when you accept him as the Lord and Master, then what is the natural consequence? be Krishna B. He will protect you. He'll positively, Oboshu, definitely, positively he will protect you. It's not that we just surrender unto Krishna and Krishna doesn't care for us. No. Krishna takes care of us. Krishna gave the assurance. Madhbhakta na pranashvati. My devotee will never vanquish. Those who surrender unto me, Nothing inauspicious will happen to them. (coughs) That is the assurance of Krishna. Then, (coughs) bhakti anukul matrakar jero shikar, bhakti pratikul bhav Accepting, Accepting whatever is favorable to Krishna consciousness and rejecting whatever is detrimental. So <clears throat> these are the six aspects of surrender. <coughs> <Sorry>. <coughs> Sharaṅgo sharaṅā goti jahar, tahar prarthona Kumar. Whoever surrenders unto Krishna, following these four, six aspects of surrender, Nanda Kumar, the son of Nanda Maharaj, Sri Krishna, will listen to his prayers. Whatever he prays, Krishna will listen and Krishna will fulfill. Rupo tano Pade Dante Bhakoti Binodu Duhu Padehori. Falling at the feet of Rupa Goswami and Sanatan Goswami in a very humble state of mind. As if one is totally incapable of doing anything and surrendering himself completely unto Krishna. Ruposhana Tanopade Dante Trinokori Bhakoti Binado Duhu Pade Bhakti Vinod Thakur falls at his feet holding on to <forgetmatesmoi> their. Lotus feet. Kadia Kadia Bale Amito Adham. Crying and crying. He appeals to them. I am so fallen. Amito Adham. Shikhay karo he Uttam. Please elevate me by teaching me the process of surrender. <coughs> so these are the six aspects of surrender that Srila Rupa Goswami mentioned in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. Srila Rupa Goswami mentioned it in a reverse order. The reverse order, he is first saying, anu kullasya pratikullasya Accepting whatever is favorable and rejecting whatever is <coughs> whatever is detrimental. Rokshishi iti bishashu goptrite tha. He'll positively protect me to have that implicit faith. Rokshishi iti vishashu. Have that implicit faith, vishashu, that He'll positively protect me. Goptritya Bhadanam Tatha. Accepting Krishna as the Lord and Master. My only Lord and Master. Goptritya Bhadanam. And uh, <clears throat> Atmanikshepa, uh, surrendering, offering oneself unto the lotus feet of Krishna. And uh, considering oneself to be very, very fallen, very humble. Therefore, we must recognize that this process of Sharanagati is the most important aspect of Krishna Consciousness. It begins with that. Our spiritual life actually begins with this surrender. If we don't surrender, then there is no question of advancing in spiritual life. And how to surrender? Can you just say, I am surrendered uh, and we become surrendered? No, we have to follow these stages. Unless and until we become humble, we cannot become surrendered. Therefore, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is instructing, uh, trinadopi Chena. considering oneself as more fallen, more humble than a blade of grass. So that is the first qualification. We have to become humble. <clears throat> and then only the question consideration of uh, offering ourselves to Krishna's lotus feet. Atma Nivedan. Atmanivedan, Atma Nivedan Bharan. Abushurukhibe Krishna, Bishash Palon Bhokti Onukul Matro Karjiro Shikar Bhokti Protikul Bhab Borjanongi Kar Shodongo Shodona Goti Hoi Bejahar Tahar Prathana Shune Srinando Kumar Ruposhana Tano Pode Dante Trinokori Bhakoti binando pare duhu padedhori. Kadia kadia bale amito adham. Shikhaye shadhanagoti karohe uttam. Bhakti Vinod Thakur is such a brilliant poet also. He was not only the most exalted devotee, he was. Uh, not only the most profound thinker, but he was also such a brilliant poet. He is presenting this Krishna conscious philosophy, the process of Krishna consciousness through poetry. He has a whole chapter, whole book on this Saranagati in poetry. So we will sing these songs and we will consult the theme of these songs. <clears throat> Are you all ready to sing? Can you all see the song on the board, on the, on the screen? Anyone, everybody can follow the English uh, transliteration of the song. Anyway, those who can't follow in English, they can follow me. <laughs> the, you can hear and sing. It's a very beautiful song. Okay, <laughs> came <clears throat> <clears throat> <clears throat>
1: Vikrishna Choitana Prabhu Jivedaya Kori Shapar Shado Shio Dhamma Shaho Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Jivedaya Kari Shaparshada Shriyadama Shahoyagotari तोंत तो दूर प्रेम तोंतो दूर लोभु प्रेम भोरी So in no atma nivedana gobtritheva ram abhusharu khive krishna vishashopalam No, 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 Jano Kulo Matra Karjero Sikha Bhokti Prati Kulo Barjanam Gita Bhokti Anu Kulo Matra Tarje Roshita Bhokti proti Kulo Barjanam Gita sharanga shara hoi be jāha nasu me Sharaṅga-shara-nāgati hoi-be-ja-ha Sharaṅgho shara nāgati hoi vejaha Taha ra prārthanaśu ne śrinanda Rupa-shana-tanopade dante-tri-na-kari vi na Rupa-shana-tanopade dante-treena-kari Bhaka-ti-vi-na-do-pare duhu pado का दिया का वाले आमी तो याद हां का दिया का दिया वाले Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Jivedaya Kauri Shabarshadu Shriyodhama Shahu Yavutari Krishna o jaitanna jive daya kori apar sad shiyadham Oton to do love, pray, Kori Vareda. She kaisha dona bhakti, haka te
0: Hare Krishna, Gaur-premanande, Hare Hare So <clears throat> this is clearly indicating why did Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu come? Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came simply to teach us that. And Mahaprabhu is teachings uh, by his own example. You know? He is teaching us how to become humble. His devotees are perfect examples of humbleness. They all were very, very exalted personalities. His most intimate associates, Rupa Goswami, Sanatan Goswami, were the ministers. Of the King of Bengal at that time. And not only the ministers, they were holding the topmost positions in the ministry uh, the Chief Minister and Finance Minister. And they gave up everything, they gave up their uh, royal position. And they left home and took up a life of total detachment. Sanatana Goswami left home, not only left home, he escaped from the prison. The king uh, didn't want to release him. Sanatana Goswami wanted to retire from the position as the chief minister. The king was so fond of him. He said, no, you can't do that. Uh, And addressing him as his younger brother, the king, the Muslim king, mind you, Hussein Shah. Uh, And not only he was a Muslim king, but he was a very ferocious person. Extremely ferocious, extremely cruel person. To recognize how cruel he was, once after a victory, he wanted to build a victory tower. So a huge tower was built, a very high tower was built. And he went to inspect that tower. Along with the chief architect and chief engineer, here the architect himself was the engineer who built the tower. And King Hushensa found one mistake in that construction. And you know what he did? He picked up the architect and threw him out of the tower. Such a cruel individual. So this was how Hussain Shah. But Hussain Shah was so fond of Sanatan Goswami that addressing him as his younger brother, he told him that your elder brother is a bandit. He just goes to different places, plunders, kills people, plunders the place and kills people. And you are the only person who is actually maintaining the kingdom. You are maintaining the kingdom. It's your wisdom that is making things remain in order here. So, if you leave, then what will happen? Then Sanatana Goswami said, please, I am not really interested anymore in this royal responsibility, in this mundane activities. Uh, so please release me. So the king said, no, I won't let you go. You come with me, I am going to Orissa to fight with the king of Orissa. King Rudra." Sanatana Goswami's response was, you are going to the abode of the Lord to create disturbance to the Lord. So I can't go with you. So king said, okay. Uh, he, had a, he told his bodyguards, uh, arrest him, put him in the prison. And when he come back, then I will see what to do with him. The so chief minister, he put him in the prison. Thank God that he didn't, thank Krishna that he didn't pull up his sword and (laughs) try to kill him right there. Uh, It's Krishna's divine mercy. So, Sanatana Goswami was in the prison. Sanatana Goswami bribed the the prison uh, keeper, uh, the jailer. He bribed him with a lot of money. 6,000 gold coins. Can you imagine? <coughs> and he escaped. Escaping also, the, prince, the the in charge of the prison was very concerned. He said that, look, uh, you will, I will release you and take the money from you, but the king will kill me when he finds out that I released you. Sanatan Goswami, he's a minister, so he was very... <laughs> Intelligent. So he said, "Look, you do one thing. You tell the king that I went to I went to uh, the bank of the river to pass stool with my chains uh, in, under, uh, being chained with uh, shackles, sil- steel, uh, iron shackles. And then I just accidentally fell off into the river. And I got drowned. And this way, he said that you will have two benefits. You will have the money, and by helping a religious person in his religious activity, you will get a lot of piety. Uh, so, just do that. So, this. This is how, by bribing Sanatan Goswami, escaped from the prison. Uh, and he travelled on foot through the forest road because he was such a popular person. If he took the main road, then people would recognise him. So he uh, took the forest road. There also some beautiful incident happened. The landlord of that place... Uh, treated Sanatana Goswami very, with a lot of respect. And Sanatana Goswami was wondering, like, why this person is treating me like that? Apparently Sanatana Goswami was like a beggar. He didn't have any money. And a materialistic person won't treat uh, a beggar in this way, who doesn't have any possession. So something must be wrong. So he asked his servant, Are you carrying any money with you?" And he said, Yes, I am carrying seven gold coins. So, Goswami told him that, Why are you carrying that uh, that deadly snake with you? Deadly poisonous snake with you. So, he said, Give it to me. So, he took the seven gold coins, went to the bhuya, the landlord uh, of that place and said, look, you have been so kind to me. So I have these seven gold coins with me. So please take them. So that landlord said that you saved me from committing a great crime. I have an astrologer who can figure out how much money one is carrying. And I knew that you are carrying eight gold coins. And I thought that I was thinking that I'll kill you tonight and take the money from you. But now that you have voluntarily offered this money, uh, you have saved me from committing a great crime. So please, uh, take your money back. Uh, I don't want it. I can see that you are a very saintly personality. So Svanathan Goswami said, look, uh, this carrying this money is going to be the cause of my uh, distress. It may even uh, make me lose my life. So please take the money and help me to go across the ocean, go across the hills. Uh, so the forest, the hill was it was forest. And so then Shanatan Goswami went to his servant called his servant, and she said, do you still have some money? <laughs> he said, yes, I have kept an, uh, one, just one gold coin for some uh, future need. Sanatan Goswami said, you take your money and go back to your place. Take that gold coin and go back. Then Sanatan Goswami started to travel alone. In Ghazipur, the place. Where Sanatan Goswami's brother-in-law was buying horses, there is a big animal fair, uh, and if he was buying. He was deputed to buy horses for the king, uh, so he was there, and he just happened to see Sanatan Goswami. And Sanatan Goswami they met in a solitary place on the bank of the Ganges, and Sanatan Goswami told him everything. And uh, then it was winter time, so it was very cold. So he gave him a blanket, very expensive blanket. Because uh, he was a rich man. So gave him a blanket, which was naturally very expensive. So then Sanatan Goswami came to Bharanasi, Benaras of today. And he got to know that Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was there. And <coughs> so he went and sat outside the, where Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was staying in the house of Tapan Mishra. And so Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told Tapan Mishra that, see, there is a Vaishnava outside, call him in. So Tapan Misra went and he found that somebody is sitting there. Anyway, he went back to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and said, I couldn't find a Vaishnav there. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked, was there anybody there? He said, yes, there is a Muslim Fakir. <laughs> because the Muslim, he looked, shantan Goswami at that time was looking like a Muslim. Due to this long travel, uh, he, he has grown his hair and he was... Uh, wearing that blanket and here the hair and beard and he looked more like a Muslim mendicant. So he said, okay, call him in. So then Sanatana Goswami was taking him, taken in. And Chaitanya Mahaprabhu immediately embraced him. Sanatana Goswami was feeling so embarrassed uh, he said, please don't touch me, please don't touch me, I'm so dirty. Then Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him that I touch you in order to get purified myself. With your spiritual potency, you can deliver the entire universe. and That is your spiritual potency. You can deliver the entire universe. In order to purify myself, I am touching. Then Jayatana Mahaprabhu told him uh, to get to get civilized, Uh, civilized, because he had long hair and beard. So uh, Jayatana Mahaprabhu went, got shaved up, took a bath. Tapana Mishra gave him a new dhoti to wear. Sarantaka refused to take that, he said, give me some old cloth. And an old dhoti was given to him, he tore that dhoti uh, into pieces, four pieces. And with that he made his, uh, with one portion he covered his uh, waist and with the other he covered his torso. And that became the dress of the Goswamis. But still Sanatana Goswami had that blanket, the expensive blanket. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu looked at him and looked at the blanket. And Sanatana Goswami got the message. So he immediately went to the bank of the Ganges and he found a Bengali Gauri of Vaishnav was taking his bath. So he asked him, will you please take this blanket and give me your quilt, your Kantha. Our kantha is a a kind of a quilt that is made by putting few old clothes together, saris or dhotis together and stitched together. So it was. he was not only wearing a kantha, had a kantha, but that kantha must have been so old and dilapidated and dirty due to a long use. So he thought that he was joking with him. So he said, from your appearance, you look like a gentleman. (laughs) Why are you cracking this dirty joke on me? (laughs) The Swantangur said, no, I'm serious. (laughs) Please take this blanket and give me that kantha of yours. So he took that kantha and went back to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was very, very pleased. Uh, And he told that Krishna, is the best physician, best doctor, best vaid. So why should he leave the last bit of the disease in you? He uprooted the entire disease of materialistic attachment from you. So this is how these associates of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu displayed their renunciation. He was practically like a king, living with the king, such opulent life. And from that, within a short span of time, within a few months actually, completely transformed from that life to this life, He's is wearing just one uh, piece of dhoti worn out dhoti uh, as his uh, as his uh, bohirbash external dress and uttariya uh, covering of the torso that's why it says nana shastra vichare nay ko sadharma sansthapako Lokanam Hitakari no Trivhuvany Mannow Sarana Kalu These Goswamis uh, for the benefit of the three worlds. He consulted, they consulted all the scriptures and Sadharma sangsthapako uh, established the uh, ultimate religion for the benefit of all. And takta Turnam Ashesha Mandala Patishranim Sada Tuchabat. Tuchabat, neglectfully, as if it doesn't mean anything to him, gave up the association of the kings and monarchs. Takhta. Takta means giving up, Turnam, Ashesha, unlimited, Mandalapati. Mandalapati means kings and monarchs. He gave the association of the kings and monarchs neglectfully. Uh, and Kopin Kantha Shrito. Just took up the dress of Kaupin and Kantha. So these are the associates of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and through them uh, he showed the principle of renunciation. How to become humble? How to become detached? So, (coughs) Doinno then Atma when we feel humble, then only we can offer ourselves to Krishna. Uh, the humble disposition and leading to Atma surrender. So these are the two most important aspects of Sharanagati, the first two aspects of Sharanagati. Surrender unto Krishna. But in order to surrender, we have to be humble. If I think that I am big, how can I surrender myself to somebody? Therefore, I have to begin with, I have to recognize myself as most insignificant, most useless, most incapable, and then only this attitude of surrender will develop. And that is, of course, one aspect. But then the other aspect is for the sake of preaching. Uh, we maintain uh, attitude of control. Not control, going out and giving it to them, like, like a teacher. A teacher, in order to teach the students, have to establishes authority. Anyway, that is another thing. So, uh, for the sake of preaching, again Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu showed another aspect. Uh, Nitanandu Prabhu. He was going out uh, like a lion. But still, his attitude is very humble. Uh, he. Nianda Prabhu's attitude has been described that whenever he meets somebody with a very humble attitude, he is surrendering. He is telling him, "Please, please take to this Krishna consciousness. With the price of this Chris, accepting Krishna consciousness, you buy me off. You purchase me, Amare Kinihu, Bhajogohur. Become a servant of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, accept Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and with that price, you buy me. Amare kiniya Buy me. Uh, the Sanskrit verse of that is that Jathishtang uh, re bhato kuru hori hori dhana manisham. Just chant the holy name of the Lord, Hari Hari Dhano Manisham. Tato ba samsha ram budhi dayo moyi Then I will become responsible to take you across this ocean of material nature. I will be responsible. So in this way he is offering himself. That just surrender unto Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chant the holy name of the Lord. And with that price, you buy me off. So much so that I will be responsible to take you across the ocean. It's the contract he's making. I will be responsible to take you across the ocean of material nature. So this is how Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and his devotees are. This is how they displayed. The extreme humble disposition. And it has been mentioned, Nityananda Prabhu, how, humble he, how humbly he is approaching. Dante Trinakodi, with straw in his mouth, he is approaching them. And this is how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu spread Krishna consciousness. Jyotishtang Rebhratu. My dear brother, that will be enough. It'll be enough just you, uh, chant the holy name. Just surrender unto Krishna. Just surrender to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Then I will be responsible. The supreme personality of Godhead is making this proposal, making this, giving us this assurance, and uh, writing a contract with us. Uh, Just you do this, and I will do this. So this is how wonderful the process is, and all we have to do is just follow the process of surrender, sharanagati. And Śrīla Prabhupāda had displayed it so wonderfully. Uh, we can see what an, ima- what an amazing sacrifice Śrīla Prabhupāda made. Uh, like he left his comfortable situation in Vrindavan. And went to America in total uncertainty. Total uncertainty. He didn't have a single penny with him. The other day we were discussing, and one of my godbrothers just mentioned that Prabhupada went to America with seven dollars with him, because Prabhupada had forty rupees, and those days the value of forty rupees was seven dollars. But I actually reminded him that those 40 rupees in America was nothing but a piece of paper. Because the American bank couldn't change it. Indian rupees didn't have any value. Even today it doesn't have any value. Uh, you take rupees uh, to a foreign country and tell them that, will you please change it? Will any bank change it for you? Uh, no. So in that way Śrīla Prabhupāda went, Prabhupāda did not have actually a single penny with him. And that's how he went to America. He didn't know anybody, he didn't know where he was going to stay, he didn't know where, what he was going to eat. He took such a, such a daring step. Why? Lokanam hitakari no for the benefit of the living entities, for the benefit of the conditioned souls. And this way you can see huh, the way the six Goswamis have been glorified, that glorification perfectly applies to Śrīla Prabhupāda also. Nāna śāstra vichārenayiko nipunau dharma saṅsthāpako Consulting various scriptures, he gave the essential teachings of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu which is the saddharma, Sanatan dharma, the real religion of the living entity which takes one to the topmost region of the spiritual sky. He gave them in the form of his books. So what the Goswamis, Mahaprabhu's associates did Śrīla Prabhupāda simply expanded that mission. They gave it and Prabhupāda took it and presented it in the perfect way for the benefit of the whole world. And today we can see because of Śrīla Prabhupāda's mercy, uh, living entities are getting this spiritual benefit all over the world. What to speak of all over the world, because of Śrīla Prabhupāda's mercy, because Śrīla Prabhupāda left Vrindavan and went to America, we all are here. Uh, If Śrīla Prabhupāda did not go to America and start ISKCON, uh, I think most of us wouldn't have been here today. Isn't it? At least I can say I wouldn't have been here. Uh, We had to receive this uh, in a way that Prabhupāda presented it. I am from Bengal. Gauriya mission was there. I even saw uh, Gauriya Vaishnava devotees. I saw Gauri which was not very far from my house in Calcutta. And I was searching for a spiritual master, but I never thought of stepping in there. Uh, but it is Srila Prabhupada's mercy. Just one book, Nectar of Devotion, uh, showed me the way. Not only Gauri I didn't even step into Iskon Temple, which was also not very far from my house in Calcutta. So this is how we can see, that although we may have had access to Gauriya Vaishnava teachings, but we wouldn't have accepted it. It is due to Śrīla Prabhupāda's divine attachment that uh, we have been inspired to take this process. So this is how wonderfully Śrīla Prabhupāda benefited all of us. and. This movement is meant to spread all over the world, in every town and village. Does anybody have any doubt about it? Those who don't have any doubt, please raise your hands. Wonderful. (laughs) Thank you very much. Yes. How can the words of the Supreme Personality of Godhead go in vain? Can the words of the Supreme Lord go in vain? Can you imagine, Lord said, let let there be light and there was no light. (laughs) No. (laughs) Whatever he says becomes a reality. And when he said that this movement, this Krishna consciousness movement is going to spread all over the world in every town and village, we have to Accept it without a shadow of doubt that it is going to happen, literally going to happen. Every town and village. It will happen. And it is happening because Srila Prabhupada just went to, left Vrindavan and went to America. But now we have to take up the responsibility. Mahaprabhu's instruction. Jare dakhu tare kahu Krishna upodesha. Jare dakhu tare kahu Krishna upodesha. Whoever you see, just tell him about Krishna. Give him the instructions that Krishna gave in Bhagavad Gita. And what the instructions that have been given about Krishna in Srimad just follow this process. Uh-huh. Prabhupada said, in order to preach, you don't have to be a big scholar. <coughs> what you have to have is implicit faith. It's through your faith that you'll be able to convince others. Your faith will be transmitted into their hearts. That is how uh, Krishna consciousness movement will spread. This is how you will be able to influence others." In accepting Krishna consciousness, uh, there are many many scholars. Prabhupada used to say that uh, there are so many scholars, but what they're doing? The big big pundits, uh, but what are they doing? Uh, they are not going out and spreading Krishna consciousness. On the other hand, those days, these young American boys and girls came here, the Western boys and girls came here, uh, and they started to spread Krishna consciousness. So that is how this movement has been spreading and this is how this movement is continued to spread. So please take up that responsibility. Remind everybody about their their relationship with Krishna. Remind them about who Krishna is, who you are, what is your relationship with Krishna, and how to become, how to revive that relationship, how to rejuvenate that relationship. Are these very difficult things? Do you all know who Krishna is? How many of you know who Krishna is? How many of you know who you are? How many of you know that you you are a spirit soul? Ah. How many of you recognize that you have a relationship with Krishna? And is it important to revive that relationship? How many of you think that it's important to revive that relationship? Ah. And do you know how to revive that relationship? How many of you know how to revive that relationship? Anyway, So those, who are, those of you who raised, raised, raised your hands, do you think you can go and tell others about that also? So that's how you preach. Uh, just remind them who Krishna is. Remind them about your relationship with Krishna and how to revive that relationship. What will be the benefit of reviving that relationship? And you can become a first-class preacher. (laughs) Thank you all very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur premanande Hari Hari. So does anybody have any question? So I am keeping a lot of time for question answers. Because I have seen in these sessions, lots of questions come mm-hmm. and uh, therefore I left about uh, quite, a, quite some time for that. So one question came from Dheera Yeah. dhanavad Pranam Guru Maharaj. Thank you very much for the wonderful session. Is it that by practicing the six limbs of Sarindha, we develop sharanagati? Or by developing Sharana Goti, these symptoms automatically get manifest. Yeah, very good question. What comes first? The egg or the chicken? (laughs) Yeah, the Sharana Goti, the desire to surrender has to be there. Ah. And then these six stages or six aspects of Sharanagati needs to be followed. You can see like they are, uh, they are actually in sequence of the same process. <coughs> you have to surrender. Can you afford to be puffed up and surrender? So what's the first consideration? Become humble, right? And when you become humble, then you'll, then only you'll be able to offer yourself. But meaning, prepare to listen, prepare to follow the advice, right? Prepare to accept yourself as a servant of the Lord. Now, then, automatically, why should you surrender to Krishna? You surrender to Krishna because he is the Lord and Master. He is the Lord and Master, Guptrittevarana, accepting him as your only Lord and Master. Now, the question is, when you, if he is your Lord and Master, then what will he do for you? Won't he take care of you? when you say when you surrender to somebody say a servant accepts the position of a servant why does he do that why does somebody take up a job meaning why does somebody become a servant of somebody because he will maintain him he'll pay him the money at the end of the month so similarly Surrendering to Krishna, accepting Him as the Lord and Master. Therefore, He must protect me. I have to have that faith that He will protect me. He will take care of me in all respects. And then in this way, when we surrender to Krishna, then the consideration comes that doing anything that is uh, favorable to Krishna... Accepting the activities that are favorable to my surrender to Krishna. My devotional life. And rejecting whatever is detrimental. So these are the seven, uh, six uh, aspects of surrender. So surrender will lead to these six points. And these six aspects by following will become surrender. Any other question? Govinda Devi Dasi. Okay. And the question is, how to become humble? (coughs) Very good question. We'll discuss about that tomorrow. Huh? In simple words, Bhakti Vinod Thakur is giving the process, how to feel humble. Huh? And he's saying, Amar Shada Pape Rato Nahiko Punne Rolesh. My life is full of sinful activities. When we realize that our life, we are so sinful, we have been so sinful, then only will come that, Remorse, lamentation, oh, I've been so sinful. Nahi ko pun There is not an iota of pious piety in that life. Right? So, uh, this is how uh, he's describing. And he's. if we look back our life, then we'll see what we have been doing. Right? Our previous life before you come to Krishna Consciousness? Uh, is, it very, is it full of pious activities? Uh, had you been very, uh, very religious, very pious, very generous, very good people? Uh, or is it full of bad activities? Uh, <laughs> so at least one must feel that way. Poreri re udbeg je kato, klesh i have given so much distress caused so much difficulties to others so this is how when you reflect on our life uh, then automatically we become humble krishna kishor das mm-hmm. okay <laughs> <coughs> Hare Krishna Dhanumat Pranam Guru Maharaj. When we are in some difficulties or trouble, to seek shelter of Krishna is easy. But while we are in so nice. when we have so nice facilities with devotees, then how to feel that urgency to surrender to Krishna? Well, when. You accept the process of Krishna consciousness, then yes, your life becomes comfortable. Right? So remain in that state. Right? Like when you become the servant of a rich man, do you suffer? Or let's put it this way a rich man has two servants. One servant doesn't eat, doesn't sleep. Huh? but doesn't render any service. But the other servant who eats a lot, (laughs) sleeps a lot, but renders (laughs) very nice service. So who will be the favorite of the master? The one who is rendering service. So when you become a servant of Krishna, Krishna will give you all kinds of facilities. But accept those facilities to serve Krishna. And that's what uh, has been pointed out by Rupa Goswami. Prapanchika taya buddha horishambandhi bostuna mumukshuhi pritiyago baidagang falgu Considering the articles, the the the, the articles or objects that could that could be engaged in krishna's service to be material if one rejects that that is false renunciation rejecting things that could have been engaged in krishna's service is false renunciation uh, on the other hand anasaktasya uh, visayan Jatharham upojunjate, becoming detached uh, internally, accepting whatever is uh, needed in Krishna's service. Jatharham upojunjate, nirbandha Krishna sambandhe, in relation to Krishna. That is called yukta vairaga is Yukta-vairaga. Like you can say positive renunciation. Apparently he is engaged in so many things. But he is doing all that in order to serve Krishna, in order to please Krishna. So as you are saying, in the association of devotees, if you are leading a comfortable life, take it, accept it as Krishna's mercy. And remain grateful to Krishna and try to serve him with all your heart. All right? (laughs) I'm happy to know that the base situation is so comfortable. (laughs) Are you still in a base or? Yeah, very good. That's what you meant, as comfortable situation in association of devotees. (laughs) That's wonderful. Mm -hmm. Uh. But actually, an ordinary person will think that, oh, they are having so much difficulties.
2: Ah.
0: They are having so much difficulty. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, they are sleeping on the floor, six boys in one room. How many boys do you have in your base? 15, Fifteen in one room. <laughs> 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 How many rooms? Four. Four rooms. OK, that's not bad. <laughs> Three and one fourth in one room. <laughs> so, <coughs> but so, you know, like that's the thing, like apparently it may appear to be so difficult, so hard, but you are enjoying that, you are thinking that that's such a comfortable situation. Venkatesh Das. Okay. Thank you very much, Maharaj, for a wonderful session. Question. What is the actual renunciation for everyone, uh, despite of ashram? You got the answer? Huh? <laughs> the actual renunciation is not to desire anything for our own enjoyment but accepting whatever is uh, necessary to serve Krishna. Uh. Krishna Rupa Devi Dasi. Okay. What should be my constant prayer to Krishna to completely surrender to Guru and Krishna, uh, and or have that mood. So this is what you want. If you, if you want to, uh, as you said, uh, to uh, to surrender to Guru and Krishna. So pray to Krishna uh, that please. Bless me that I can surrender to you and your representative, my spiritual master. Uh, the best prayer is Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare. And if you want to go further, then you can pray Na najanam, Na Janam, Na Sundarim kāmaye janmani yeah. So all these are the most wonderful prayers. Yeah. These are all the prayers that are leading us to be surrendered to Krishna. Yeah. Trinadopi Suni Chena Taroriva Shahishnuna, Amanina, kirtaniya sada Such beautiful prayers are there. Uh-huh. Prabhupada said that in the preliminary stage we do not have to compose the prayers. We should just repeat the prayers of the acharyas. Because we do not know how to pray. If it is left to us, what we'll pray. Dhanam Dehi, Janam Dehi. (laughs) Give me this, give me that. Bali Chaitanya Das. Question. We talk about preaching. Is this okay to go out to preach without developing the six limbs of Sharanagati. Prabhupada said that if you understood that Krishna is God and you are his servant, you can go out and tell that to people. That will be preaching. In the early days, Mother Malati and Shamsundar Prabhu were travelling with Srila Prabhupada. With their little daughter Saraswati. And once a big man came to meet Prabhupada. And while this man was waiting for Srila Prabhupada, he was a minister or somebody. So <clears throat> Saraswati was talking to him. So Saraswati asked him, Do you know Krishna? She was only seven years old. <laughs> Do you know Krishna? The man jokingly said, no, I don't know Krishna. Oh, you don't know Krishna? Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. And Prabhupada said that this is preaching. Even a seven-year-old girl can preach to a big minister. You know Krishna? Krishna is the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Do they need to hear that? Do they need to understand that? All these big, big ministers, what they are thinking? Do they think that Krishna is God? No. Uh, they have so many so-called uh, so-called mistaken, concocted ideas. Dhirashanta Das, Nandavad Pranam Guru Maharaj. Maharaj. We see that Mahaprabhu did not appreciate that blanket which Sanatana Goswami had, while Prabhupada says, first dress, then address. So, how to understand these two things? Yeah. Yeah, for the sake of, you know, since our mission is to preach, since our mission is preaching, it is better to approach people in such a way that they will, they will take you seriously. Because mundane people, you know, they are so concerned about dresses. If somebody comes, like just consider, if Sanatan Goswami walks in, will you be able to recognize him? Huh? Because just we'll think he's just another person, uh, another big, be- you know, so to say, another beggar from the streets of Vrindavan. So, huh? Like if, we, if our devotees go to somebody, some big person, dressed, not dressed properly, they won't take him serious. Maybe they won't even ask him to come in. It happened. Even seeing us dressed in saffron, people shut the door in front of our mouth, shut the door in front of our face. Now, of course, ISKCON is getting a lot of credibility in India and people are accepting us seriously. But still, uh, we must dress properly. Not in Western clothes, uh, but dressed in uh, proper Vaishnava way, so that they can recognize you that that you are a Vaishnava, that you are a devotee. Dress is important. This dress is very important, Vaishnava dress. I'll give you an example. Shamshundar Prabhu, Mukunda Prabhu, Mukunda Maharaj, and Gurudas Prabhu went to England along with their wives. And they were trying to preach, but no one was taking them seriously naturally, you know. you know, even the Indians were thinking even now it's like that. Uh, why do I have to learn about my dharma from the Americans? What they have to teach? I know everything. And those days, this attitude, this mentality was even more prevalent. Anyway, uh, so even the Indians were not prepared to listen to them, what to speak of others. But one day they saw the, pa- the pictures are uh, pictures of the beetles hmm, in dressed-in uh, Indian clothes. Those days, the beetles do you know the beatles? Okay, everyone knows the beetles. Those days, the beetles were the most important people in this world, actually. They literally rocked the world <laughs> and <clears throat> So they thought that they that probably they can go and try to convince the Beatles about Prabhupada's teachings. But to have access to the Beatles were not easy. They are so important that pe- thousands of people are just trying to meet them. But fortu- they tried, but they couldn't. Then eventually, Shamsundar Prabhu came across one of his acquaintances who was the manager of a very famous rock group there in America called The Grateful Dead. And so he asked, why are you here? What are you doing here? And he said, I came to have something to do with the Beatles. So he asked, can you please take us to the Beatles? And he said, yes, I will take you. Come to the Apple studio on such and such day. So shamsundar went. But this person, Rock Scali, was not there. And then he tried to get in. But the gatekeeper, the guard, won't let him in because he didn't have a proper appointment. But at that time, John Lennon's Japanese wife, Iyoko Ono, just came in, in her white Rolls Royce. And seeing him dressed in Indian clothes, she said, you must be a friend of John. And he said, yes, yes. (laughs) Now just mind you, if Shamshundra Prabhu did not dress up in in that attire, then she wouldn't have even looked at him. But because he was dressed in uh, devotee clothes, uh, it struck him. Oh, you must be a friend of John. Because those days, nobody dressed up like that in the West. Uh, they came to India and, uh, and they got influenced. OK, he went inside, Shamsundar Prabhu. And he was waiting for Rox Kelly to come or maybe there will be some way to meet the Beatles. In the meantime, George Harrison just comes in. And Shamshutra Prabhu told me that there were about 100 people there. George Harrison comes straight to him and says, where have you guys been all this while? I saw you all in San Francisco chanting and dancing. And since then, I've been wanting to meet you. Where have you been? So now just consider, if Shamshundar Prabhu was not dressed in that way, would George Harrison would have come to meet to speak to him? Where have you guys been all this while? So that is why it's so important to dress up in it like a devotee. I am saying it because now there is a kind of a thing going on. Krishna West. You have to dress up in the Western clothes. Otherwise, you won't be accepted in this society. As if Srila Prabhupada didn't know how one should dress properly. Prabhupada came to uh, create Vaishnav culture all over the world. We are neither East nor West. We are transcendental. That is what we have to understand. This Vaishnav dress is not an Indian dress. This Vaishnava dress is a spiritual dress. It's neither east nor west, nor south nor north. (laughs) And we are seeing those who are serious about Krishna consciousness, uh, they are doing it, they are dressing themselves up in proper way and they are uh, being recognized all over the world. Like a policeman wears a uniform. When you see the policeman, then you know that he's a policeman. If you're in distress, you know who to approach. That's how in Vedic culture, dress also signifies. Like a, like a medicine man would dress in a certain way uh, so that everybody can uh, recognize that he's a medicine man. He's a doctor. And if he's in distress, he'll come. Ask him, oh, my son is sick. Uh, can you please treat him? Okay. <clears throat> okay, no more questions. Huh? I, I told you. Like this question-answer session becomes quite popular. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Dandavat Pranam, Guru Maharaj, in Sharanagati or surrender you stated total dependence upon Lord how do we reconcile efforts to be done as then Krishna will do everything can I stop working hard as that is the way I can leave everything to Krishna please tell Ah. and this is from Kanha Shamshundar Krishnadas says, "Son, oh, where is Kanha? Okay, it's a pretty, pretty, far-sighted thought. <laughs> if I don't do anything, if I stop working hard, <laughs> so." You see, it is not that when you become a devotee, you stop working. When you become a devotee, then you work for Krishna. Devotee is not a lazy person. Devotee is very hard working. But he works for Krishna. Right? So if you. Uh, you don't, no, never think that if you become a devotee, you will stop working. Rather, you have to. Work doubly hard because the Krishna's devotees set the best example. Like in school, huh? how do you want to present yourself? How do you want everybody to see you? Huh? You want to see? You want them to see you as Krishna's devotee? And Krishna's devotee should be the best or mediocre? So, and in order to best, do you have to study hard? So are you going to work hard? Okay, very good. (laughs) So depending upon Krishna doesn't mean stop to work. You depend upon Krishna and try your best. Abhishek, Is that Abhishek? Okay. Abhishek, what's your name? Abhishek Agarwal. Okay. Hare Krishna, thank you for enlightening lecture. What is the importance of small independence given by Lord with respect to surrendering to Him? Uh, So the question is, why did Krishna give us some independence? No matter how small it is. That's what your question? This independence is there for you to independently decide what you want to do. Whether you want to surrender to Krishna or you want to exploit this material nature. That's the independence you have. Right? Either you can look towards Krishna or you can look away from Krishna. You are independent to decide whether you are going to look towards Krishna or look away from Krishna. Now what do you want to do with your independence, Abhishek? Look towards Krishna, right? And who, who has to make the decision? Who will make the decision? You have to make the decision. That is your independence, right? You have to make the decision. And that's where Krishna gave us the independence. The question may arise, why did Krishna do that? Why didn't Krishna force me to go stay back, stay with him in the spiritual world? Or why doesn't Krishna force me to go back to him? The answer is because Krishna wants us to develop our loving relationship with him. And love cannot be forced. Can you force somebody to love you? No. The love has to be spontaneous. One must decide himself or herself. So that is why Krishna gave us the independence. Because he wants us to love him. And that decision we have to make. Akash, yeah, this question is not relevant. Uh, then I have to tell the whole uh, book of Madhurja Kadambini. The question is the how one can clear the stage of Taranga Rangini and come to Nishta. Uh, we are discussing about surrender, start with that. Uh, now, to answer Taranga Rangini, Don't I have to explain to everybody what is Tarangarangini? Others will think, what's going on? Uh, Some language that I do not understand. So, if you are listening to the class, ask questions pertaining to the class. (laughs) Rishabhananda Das. Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, please accept my most humble obeisances, All-Glorious Srila Prabhupada. Guru Maharaj, how to give up the lower taste of materialistic desires, which seems to be so good, and how to increase my faith in Krishna. Yes, Shravanam. To come to that stage, to begin your spiritual life, that is, by giving up your lower propensities and be engaged in higher one. You have to hear and hearing also means reading Srila Prabhupada's books. When you read Srila Prabhupada's books, then you will see what, this, what is the real nature of this material nature and what is Krishna consciousness. And then only you'll be able to recognize that this tendency to enjoy this material nature is a lower taste. It gives a taste, but it's a lower taste. But there's a higher taste. That higher taste is from <coughs> Krishna Consciousness, developing your loving relationship with Krishna. Srimati Radhika Devi Dasi, okay. honestly telling whenever I am in difficulty, I don't feel like to chant or do any kind of devotional service. What to do? Control your mind. <laughs> 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 and force the mind to do the right thing. It is because when, we are, it, when, some, when you are practicing something, then it needs an effort. Do you know how to ride a bicycle? Huh? Is it difficult? Is it difficult to ride a bicycle? When you're learning how to ride a bicycle, how was it? How many times did you fall? How many times did you get hurt? Many times. So was it easy or difficult? Uh, Then did you sometimes think of giving it up? Oh, it will never happen to me. Uh, I'll never be able to ride a bicycle. Did it happen? Did you? Did it happen? Sometimes you felt. Now, if you gave it up at that time, could you ride a bicycle today? So that's why the practicing is, practice is necessary in order to achieve perfection. And when you achieve perfection now that you know how to ride a bicycle, is it fun or difficult? Fun. So similarly chanting Hare Krishna will become fun uh, when uh, you achieve the stage of perfection. All right? Subham Siddhwani. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj. How can we develop a mood of helplessness if Krishna is bestowing a lot of mercy on us? I feel very grateful, but I would also like to feel intense helplessness because that mood will help me to be more humble. Good question, Subham. And don't worry. Krishna will make arrangements. (laughs) Krishna will, at some point, Be prepared that someday Krishna will take everything away from you. And then, as you are saying, the feeling of helplessness will be easy. And consider the time of death. How will one feel at the time of death? How one does feel at the time of death? And actually, our preparation is to meet that point, to come to that point. We are actually practicing, we are preparing ourselves for that moment, the total helplessness when nothing in this world will help us. Our relatives, doctors, ministers, friends, money, Nothing will help us at that time. And at that time, you'll be forced to depend upon Krishna, provided you are in right consciousness. Therefore our prayer is, Krishna, please help me that I can remember you at that time. Prāna-prayāna-samahi-kafubhātu-pittau pitto kanta varodhanam huh? smaranam kutaste that at that time, prana prāyāna samai, when my life air will be leaving my body, kafobato pitto, my voice will be choked with mucus, bile, kafobato, uh, uh, mucus, air and bile, kafobato pitto, kantha rodhana vidho, my voice will be choked at that time, how will I be able to remember you at that time? So that is the prayer of the devotee, that Krishna uh, please allow me to, please enable me to remember you at that time. And also to have the faith uh, that I may forget Krishna, but Krishna you please don't forget me. At that time, if I forget, I may forget you, but you please don't forget me. Parameshwari Radhika. (laughs) Hare Krishna, Srila Gurudev, as you mentioned in the morning class, we must show our compassion towards the people And you gave the example of, if someone's brother is in difficulty, what will you do? What will he do? But at the same time, senior devotees instruct us, we shouldn't associate with materialistic person. How can we understand this, please, clear? When I said, brother, I. At that time, I just was giving an example. I am not actually saying you go and associate with your brother, associate with your brother. You got my point, huh? i My point was that when someone, if someone is close to you, and if you see him or her in difficulty, what will you do? Help, right? Huh? So that is the attitude that one should have when he is preaching. He should see that how the living entities are suffering, and what is the way out of the suffering condition. The way out of the suffering condition is Krishna consciousness. Therefore, give them Krishna consciousness, so that they can become free from the suffering condition forever. Ah. Hare Krishna. There's one last question. There's no name in it. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Please accept my humble obeisances. Maharaj, can you please differentiate between lamentation and getting depressed while lamenting? Because sometimes or most of the times looking at our own faults leads to depression, or say that we don't have any hope? Thank you so much. Whose question is this one? Oh, that's your question. Okay. Can you please differentiate between lamentation and getting depressed while lamenting? Do I have to differentiate? One is lamentation, other is depression. Right? You are saying, while you are lamenting, then you are feeling depressed. Right? Why are you feeling depressed while you are lamenting? So, what you actually meaning, trying to say, what is the difference between lamentation and depression? Right? Because when you are lamenting, then you tend to become depressed. That's what you mean okay the lamentation means uh, feeling remorseful uh, for some act for some act i have done something which was not right so i lament that why did i do it right uh, so now if that if that feeling takes a negative shape and you feel depressed, then you feel depressed. That, oh, why did some depression will be there when you are lamenting. But, uh, the positive way of looking at it is, let me learn from what I have done that was wrong, and let me not do it again, right? Then you will see the depression will automatically be relieved. You will feel relieved from the depression. Okay, I made a mistake, so it has been done. Forget the past. Whatever has happened in the past, I can't rectify it. I can't alter it now. But at least let me learn not to make the same mistake, not to do the same thing. Uh, For example, there was fire, and I put my hand in the fire and I get burnt, and I lament, oh my God, why did I do that? Then you can do two things. You can start crying, or you can consider, oh, I made a mistake. In future, I'm not going to do the same thing again. I'm not going to put my hand in fire. Right? See the difference? Okay. That's the difference between Lamentation in a positive and taking a positive outcome of it or a negative outcome of it. Thank you all very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Hari. So I will come again at 1 o'clock. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, at 4 o'clock. Thank you very much. All glories to Srila Prabhupada. Gaur Premanande. Hare